The holiday season is upon us, so let us talk turkey. The bird. The bird. There are a lot of myths about turkey, so today we're going to bust some of those myths, as well as tell you the best way to prepare your turkey for the holiday. From the simple things to keep you and your guests free from food poisoning, to how to cook your bird. My name is Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Culinary Medicine, where we sort out the crazy from incredible about food from its source to its effect on your body, busting myths and showing evidence where food can be medicine. Let's start out with when you get your turkey and you're opening it up. Don't rinse it. Some people have been advocating rinsing the turkey in cold water. The idea, it seems, is to wash away those germs. Or as some of my colleagues like to say, the solution to pollution is dilution. Well, this doesn't work. You're not going to wash away those little buggers. It might wash some of them into your sink or onto your countertop and spraying germs everywhere, so don't give your bird a bath. But you know what kills germs? Salt. You should put a lot of salt on your bird. The bacteria can't survive it and it'll dry the skin of the bird out a bit, which will make the skin a lot more crispy once you bake it. Speaking of salt, there are also a lot of people who recommend brining the turkey in some solution. The pro-brine crowd will say this is such that it won't make the bird dried out. It'll keep the bird moist, but it won't. Brining a big turkey is a mess. You have to make this solution of salt and sugar and herbs and spices, or the famous 11 herbs and spices that Colonel recommends, but brining won't make the turkey or keep the turkey moist. Brining this huge bird in a bathtub or a big pot, it's just a mess and you don't need to do it. Plus all those surface bacteria, yeah, they're going to die in that brine, but you know what? Salt will kill them just as easily and it's a lot less messy. Oh, and if you think by putting all those flavors in the brine, it'll penetrate all the meat of that turkey, it will for about a millimeter. And after that, nothing. You know, there's a lot of history about Thanksgiving and the holidays. And if you like history, then let me recommend Eat My Globe podcast by my good friend, Simon Majumdar. In his podcast, you'll hear more about the history of the first Thanksgivings or the myths of them. But speaking as a Native American, let me dispel one. We didn't teach pilgrims about turkey. They were turkey farmers already. We did save their lives, but to hear more, listen to Simon's podcast, produced by our own Producer Girl of Producer Girl Productions. So now you're in charge of cooking the turkey. How do you do it? This is a daunting task, and there are two ways. Both involve not cooking the whole bird. If you're an oven user, do this. Remove the backbone from the turkey. 
then turn the turkey over and pretend like you're going to do CPR until that bird is flat. This is called the splatchcock method. And when you flatten that turkey out against the board, you now have a nice, even surface of meat that you can put in the oven, skin side up, that not only will take less time to cook, because you won't have that great big empty hole in the middle of it, but it'll also give you amazing crispy skin. You can look up how to do this and recipes about splash cocking on SeriousEats.com or on YourDoctor'sOrders.com. I'll talk about the other way in just a second. So you know that sleepy feeling after the big Thanksgiving dinner? Some people say it's turkey and it's tryptophan, but it's not tryptophan. In fact, the amount of tryptophan in turkey is the same as in beef and the same as in chicken. One time, people used to sell tryptophan, maybe they still do, as a sleep aid. It, it doesn't work. To get tryptophan to work, tryptophan breaks down into melatonin. You really have to have an empty stomach, and after Thanksgiving, most of us don't. But what happens is being sleepy after a meal just happens. So when you hear that famous song, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, you will find it isn't because he ate turkey. He ate something, and he's just taking a rest. Now, for those of you who decided not to splotchcock the turkey because it seemed like too much trouble, by the way, you could have your butcher help you with that if you don't know how to take a backbone out, some of you might rely on those little pop-up devices that are available on turkeys. Don't use them. They will leave you with dry, overcooked turkey. They're designed to pop up when the turkey gets to 180 degrees, which is way too much cooking, leaving you with dry meat. Again, think about splatchcocking that little beast. You'll do a lot better. What about basting the turkey? Well, that's not going to help. Now, if your Aunt Mabel does this, let her. Don't be the mythbuster with Aunt Mabel. But it really won't help. It won't keep the turkey moist. It might make the skin moist. And who wants moist turkey skin? Anyway, what about the stuffing? Some say that if you stuff the turkey, you can get food poisoning. And that can happen depending on the temperature at which the turkey is and the stuffing is. And that's very complicated. If you splatchcock the turkey, there's no room for stuffing. I say, cook your stuffing in a separate baking dish. It'll be just fine. It'll be safe. You won't poison your guests. Oh, final history lesson here. Ben Franklin really didn't want the turkey to be the national symbol. And turkeys won't drown in the rain by putting their snouts up. And by the way, turkeys can fly, just not very far. I think the best way to cook a turkey is a sous vide method, and I have a film about that. I think that's just the easiest and best way to make it moist. But if you don't have a sous vide method, then let's go through final points. Learn to splatchcock the turkey. Don't rely on a pop-up thermometer. If you want to have a thermometer, then use some of these quick thermometers that you can put in the deepest part and get a fast read or one that's constantly in there 
And you want to take the turkey out when it's about 160 degrees and let it rest on the counter for a bit. It'll be just fine. Stuffing, make it separately. And when your Thanksgiving is nice and easy and you're finished and you take your nap, it isn't the tryptophan. It's just a nap. And naps, they're okay to have. Thank you for listening to the holiday edition of Culinary Medicine. While I am a doctor, I am not your doctor, and you should always seek the advice of a trusted, licensed medical provider with experience in your particular condition or concern before taking any action. The dark meat is best. Culinary Medicine is a part of Your Doctor's Orders Network and is produced and distributed by our friends at Simpler Media. My executive producer is the talented and beautiful producer girl. You can follow me on Twitter where I am at Dr. Terry Simpson. That's D-R Terry Simpson. Until next time, don't drink the water. If you're having turkey, drink the wine. That might be why you're sleepy. Thanks for listening. Hey, Evo, do you know what my favorite Thanksgiving dinner is? Rack of lamb. So, uh, what time you want me there, boss?